0: Listener, beware! You gave us the scares.
1: Hello, and welcome to Say Podcast and Die, the minisode. Woo. It's time for theories and queries.
0: Yeah, the queerest of the theories,
1: the theorist of the queries. <laughs> <laughs> this is where we talk to you about things we've heard from Goosepunks, updates that we have. Who the hell are you? I'm Alyssa.
0: I'm Andy, and uh, I think a theme that ties together a lot of what we're talking about this week is it's the stories beyond the books. So we're going to start with someone who responded to our call last week for camp horror stories. That's right. So this comes to us from Royce A. Miller on Twitter. Royce went to a
1: science camp the summer after a local tragedy had occurred the previous winter. A man had shot his ex-wife's new boyfriend. Royce writes, and they told us that the man had escaped and was loose in the woods. Classic camp story. So one of the counselors ran out of the woods, screaming at us during our moonlit nature walk. In retrospect, it was probably disrespectful to the family so soon after the event. It
0: probably, yeah. yeah. Oh, I hope they didn't
1: know that was happening. I hope not. But it was a bunch of teenagers having to entertain a bunch of kids back in two thousand five. It in was old a-
0: days. Yeah, <laughs> when it was okay to make fun of people's dead relatives, yeah, right, dead people's relatives <laughs>
1: to punk them. Yeah. It wasn't even summer. This was fall. It was a two-day excursion the school hosted. I also never read Camp Nightmare, but my brother did and mispronounced it as Sabre. And only (laughs) only when we saw the Camp Nightmare episode were we like, oh, right, Sabre.
0: That's great. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of things I didn't know how to pronounce because I was a reading-oriented rather than a talking-to-people-oriented child. Yeah. There's still things where we're talking on the podcast and you just look at me and you're like, that's not how that sounds. It's sloth, Alyssa. Not sloth. (laughs) But I do like that you came up with a different word since it's different than the animal. You're like, well, it can't be the same. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's very logical. Logical. They're (laughs) logish. We also have a little bit of TV crossover facts. We had asked which of the seven deadly sins is Carly Beth wearing in the Haunted Mask episode. You all remember in the Haunted Mask TV adaptation, the set designers modeled each of the masks to look like the seven deadly sins. And so we asked you, which one is Carly Beth wearing? Our good buddy Dustin Can Read, who you can find on Instagram, he's got a great account also called at Dustin Can Read. His his read was that it's got to be pride because the mask fancies itself the leader of the group. But it could also be greed, but it could also be wrath because it's so dang angry and hateful. It is angry and hateful. It is. We've got a lot of options here. At KMP6160, agreed. Wrath makes a lot of sense because Carly Beth wanted people to pay for making fun of her and picking on her and get back at them. A whole feel my wrath sort of thing. Uh, so I guess, where do you fall on this, Alyssa? We've got two votes for Wrath, but Dustin's kind of cast three votes, which yeah. I hope I hope he's not doing in his ballot. Please <laughs> fill it out correctly and, I don't know, save us all. Yeah. I, I think Wrath makes the most
1: sense, personally. It's kind of an angry-looking face. Wrath also matches the way that she goes marauding and taking revenge. Yeah. When we read Be Careful What You Wish For, we asked, what would Goosebumps ask Clarissa the Crystal Woman for? And GoosePunks were rightly skeptical. The Haunted Outfit writes, I don't know. I don't trust that lady. Maybe a, like a bowl of mac and cheese with no strings attached.
0: Which I feel like, isn't the stringy bits the part that people like in a good bowl of mac and cheese where you lift craft. it out? The craft kind doesn't really
1: have stringy bits. Oh, that's bits. true. No, not at all. Yeah. So um, if you want a
0: bowl of craft mac and cheese. Also, what if she attached a string to your bowl of mac and cheese and you were trying to get it and she kept pulling it away, <laughs> like your tantalus or something? She would. Yeah. Kiwi Kills wrote, Maybe I would ask for good things
1: for somebody else, dot, 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 if it goes wrong, dot, 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 shrug, (laughs) question mark? Yeah, this is my uh,
0: little shrug emoticon, like, eh? 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 Oh, well. (laughs) I think that's a pretty safe, playing it safe in a very smart way. Yeah. It's an interesting way of being a well-wisher. Yeah. I'm a well-wisher in that I'll wish you well, and if something bad should happen to you, I am not to blame. Yeah. So we also got a great set of stories sent in over on Twitter from GoosePunk at Spongy445. Apparently there were, I think, essentially Pogs, Goosebumps collector's caps, and they would come with little storybooks that would add things that filled out the universe. I don't know if these were written by Errol Stein or, my or approved, but somebody wrote this and it got an official logo stuck on it. Yeah. So we got a little story about Carly Beth and the origin of the mask maker, which is something we were asking about. Once long before Carly Beth moved into her neighborhood, a handsome teenager lived on Carly Beth's street. My goodness! I wonder if it was in her same house. Maybe doesn't say. I don't know why it matters that it's that he's handsome and on her street. I I'm not sure either. I didn't know she wasn't local. Yeah. Well, this handsome teenager was a good student, but he was failing chemistry. His chemistry teacher was very mean. He refused to spend any extra time helping the boy. <gasps> okay, come on. What? The chemistry teacher refused to spend extra
1: uncompensated time helping this kid with chemistry. All right, very mean man.
0: Yeah, it's not like the mask maker grew up to spend extra time helping his people who came to his store. No, he was just like, you can look around while I ignore you on the phone. Yeah. Well, I mean, I too side with the teacher. Um, I would not want to spend extra time helping, helping anyone really. <laughs> I mean, we already end up doing that. That's <laughs> not why I became a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> so the boy took matters into his own hands, literally. He crept into the chemistry lab late at night to practice a few experiments of his own. Yeah,
1: this is why he's failing chemistry.
0: Yeah. Well, it's like uh, Victor Frankenstein, which I don't know if he actually got that PhD ultimately. He was an undergrad. Oh. I don't know if he got that BS. (laughs) That's when it happened. He accidentally mixed the wrong chemicals in his test tube. The tube exploded all over him, but instead of burning his face, the chemicals aged him.
1: Uh, Why are those the two options? The
0: chemicals burn him or (laughs) age his face? I don't know. We need to bring in our science expert. I know. I mean, maybe that's what happens. I didn't really do much science in my life. Maybe those are the two. Maybe that's for the best. The two things chemicals do. (laughs) Um, Yeah, maybe it is. He became an old man overnight. An old man with a thin mustache and a pinched face. I'm sorry. Did the chemicals give him a thin mustache? (laughs) (laughs) The chemicals turned him into Vincent Price? Oh, that's so cool. (laughs) Yeah. That's very specific. (laughs) He was desperate to get his old, or rather, his young Uh face back. So he's kind of a Elizabeth of Bathory, or whatever it sounds like. Or a Nicolas Cage. Yes. Like the two of them put together, (laughs) bathing in the blood of virgins and giving people face waterfalls. (laughs) So he started experimenting with making masks. Masks that came alive. So it's kind of Breaking Bad before Breaking Bad.
1: I guess so. Breaking Bad meets America's
0: Next Top Model. Yeah. Or, or Project Runway. Exactly. That's what, we're, that's, what, that's what his backstory is. You guessed it, though, because we already said it at the top. He's the shopkeeper in the haunted mask and the one who created the mask that Carly Beth bought. Okay, so whatever. Why did it make him ma- old? Or I still don't understand how that led to him to become a shopkeeper. I just really think this is a, now a story about stealing the life out of young people. Can we consider this canon? We didn't learn it from the book itself. We also have another collector's cap story. Uh, Alyssa, I don't know if you want to take it away as we move into the world of piano lessons can be murder. Murder. So, also from collector's caps.
1: Inquiring Goosebumps fans want to know, who is the ghost who plays the piano in Jerry's house? We don't know much, but we do know she was one of Dr. Shriek's unfortunate students. Her name was Mara Klain, and she lived in Jerry's house with her dog, Dino, a miniature greyhound. So we do know some stuff, it sounds like.
0: Yeah, some really specific stuff, like her dog's breed
1: and yeah. name. Mara decided to take piano lessons because she was lonely and bored. Too bad for her, she was one of Doctor Shriek's most talented students. She had such beautiful hands.
0: Yeah, suck on that for trying to better yourself. I know, lonely and bored. Why don't you go to a bar? <laughs> what do you think you're better than me, twelve <laughs> year old? I thought she was an adult woman, though. Oh, I don't know. He couldn't tell whether she was young or old. That's it was true. That kind of deal. Yeah. So, thirties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, when I look in the mirror, I ask the same question. Is this person young, old, bored? <laughs> cool. I think that's really cool. I think that is an interesting backstory. I want to know more about Mara Klain. I'm sure there's fanfic I could be digging into. Speaking of creepy pianos, Goosepunk Punk McKenzie wrote in and asked if we've ever seen... The 5,000 Fingers of Dr. T. I have not. I have not either, but I looked up the Wikipedia page and it sounds nuts. Mackenzie summarized it as a 1950s live action Dr. Seuss musical about an evil piano teacher. What? Yeah, and it has a horrible title. Like, 5,000 Fingers of One Guy? Dr. T. Yeah. Um, so she was saying she couldn't stop thinking about it during the episode, especially when we referred to the instructor as Mr. T. Um, <laughs> and... Then other GoosePunks wrote in and confirmed that, in fact, yes, R.L. Stein has said that this episode was a reference to this weird musical. Wow. Actually, Dr. Seuss didn't really like children, so maybe he made it so freaking weird specifically to give children nightmares. Wow. I know. Oh, cool. Wow is right. I
1: want to watch it, but also I'm a little
0: afraid. Yeah, me too. Speaking of music, we would love to hear some Goosebump-related horror playlists. If you have anything you like to listen to that makes you think of Goosebumps, we want to put a little a little playlist together on Spotify, so we'd love your suggestions, aside from obviously the Goosebumps theme song, and there, I don't know, is there anything else that's obvious that should go on there? Evanescence Bring Me to Life.
1: Yes. If you have not seen the cut of The Haunted Mask set to Evanescence's Bring Me to Life, you should check that out.
0: It, it's perfect. It's on YouTube. I don't know who made it, but it is a true work of art. All right. Thanks for listening, GoosePunks. If you want to get
1: in touch with us and share your theories and your queries, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at SayPodAndDie.
0: And you can also email us at SayPodAndDie at com. Yeah. We
1: love hearing from you and we look forward to you telling us stuff.
0: Yeah. We love when you do what we say. Yeah. So <laughs> go forth.
1: Yeah listeners beware send us more scares good boo good boo